Sheik happens, y'all, but we got this. Natalie Riddell, Commander and Sheik, here without my sister cousin Jane because she's on vacay, so I'm flying solo. And we knew she was going on vacation, but I just got back from vacation that got extended due to the weather. And so, for lack of a better phrase, it was like the perfect storm. And we were like passing each other in the night. So I'm going to report all by myself on the trip to the Bahamas. Okay. Emily and I, out of the six granddaughters, are number three and four. I'm number three. Emily's number four. So since there were six of us and sort of paired off by age, there were Jennifer and Allison, the old, our older sisters. Then I came and Emily and then Koi Beth and Jane, also known as freaking Frack. Jane's baby. Um, but Emily and I were so close all growing up. And, um, I mean, I can't imagine my childhood without her. And I guess they would say, (laughs) I mean, I just felt like she was lucky to get to come along on the crazy train, but that I got us into some things. The thing is that, um, I really was not, well, I'm basically the same. I've just been on the planet longer. Same thing. I don't have bad intentions. I just get curious about stuff. Do I sometimes, um, hear the little voice in my head and kind of punch her in the face before she can say anything because I already know what she's going to say. Yes. Has that been happening my entire life? Uh-huh. Um, has Emily been easy to persuade? I guess, but it's not like I ever tried to persuade her. She was bought in too. I mean, how hot can you turn on the stove before you burn the um, grandmommy's fudge? I mean, it seems like if you turned it up, things would happen faster. We had other things we wanted to do. We just both were very much in sync as far as our level of curiosity. Did I maybe come up with a lot of the ideas? Yeah. But Emily was curious about them too, or at least she didn't say no. And I will tell you, even on this vacation, she said more than once, I should have recorded her saying it. But I know she'll vouch for me. She has said, you have never gotten me into anything you didn't get me out of. Which I actually kind of think that's precious. And hopefully she really does feel that way. Okay. So fast forward to now. Emily just turned 40. Um, And so for her 40th birthday, her precious husband, Daniel, said, what would you like? And she said, I want Natty and me to go like the old days and have a girl time. So we decided a few months ago that we were going to do that. I was thrilled, of course, um, just to have the time with her and um, get to celebrate her birthday. And 
we talked about a lot of different places. We talked about, let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Texas. Let's go to, I don't even remember. We, we had all these different, you know, possibilities. Now, I can't remember. I mean, before I even knew what a bucket list was, which that's kind of bucket list, kind of weird thing. Not weird, but I don't know. Um, overused maybe. So I've never like had a bucket list that I called a bucket list, but as long as I can remember, I've wanted to go to Harbor Island to see the pink sand because I think in my childhood, I overheard a conversation about pink sand and the Bahamas and it was eternally seared in my psyche. Must see pink sand. And do I follow a hashtag on Instagram? Hashtag pink sand? Maybe. Hashtag pink beach. Hashtag pink beaches. Beaches pink. Maybe. So when we're trying to brainstorm about where to go, I just threw it out there, you know, and we could always go. I've never been to, I've I've been to the Bahamas a number of times because being from Florida, it's so easy to get to the Bahamas. Um, And like your, for senior graduation, we all went to the Bahamas on a cruise and like actually a fair amount of my friends from Florida have houses on Bahamas. So it's, it's like, not a big deal here to get down there, but I've never been to Harbor Island and I've never seen the three mile stretch of pink sand. Um, in somewhere along the line in my quest for pink sand and falling into rabbit holes on the internet, I discovered the Dunmore, um, which is the hotel where we stayed, which the design and the feel of the pictures that I've seen of the Dunmore um, were as magical to me as the pink sand. And that's, them are fighting words, you know. Um, it's not often, and I don't mean this to sound fancy pants, because I really don't mean it fancy pants, but, um, as a designer, it is not often that I go in a space or see a space where I would literally not change a thing. Um, and when I had seen pictures of the Dunmore, I'm like, I would, not only would I not change anything they did there, like they've taken it to the next level, even from where I would have like done it myself. And I love that. And I guess I've just always felt like it, could it, is it really that great in person, you know? And I'm here to tell you that it is, it is above and beyond. And I will say that our trip to Harbor Island was um, the closest thing to kind of feeling like we were in paradise. It was, and and I think Emily would say that too. I mean, we both went away from it. Like, I mean, a couple of times she said, this is maybe the coolest place we've ever been. <laughs> and we've both traveled a fair amount. So um, the people there are so lovely and gracious And, um, anyway, so we do not regret at all our decision to go. So let me back up the day before we left for the trip. We left on Wednesday. Today is Thursday, a week later. 
and we got back last night. Okay. When Daniel, Emily's husband, Daniel, wanted to like plan the trip and take care of it for us. So um, he said to Emily, you know, I, I can, I know what I've got set aside to do it and I'm going to book your trip. If y'all don't go to Harbor Island in the Dunmore, you could go for a whole week. If you guys really want to go to the Dunmore, it's like I can send you there for three or four days. But Emily, at that point, I had sent her the link to the Dunmore and the pink sand. And she was like, I feel like I cannot be 40 without putting my toes in that pink sand and seeing the Dunmore. So she said, no, no, we definitely want to do it. We'd rather do a short trip and go there. I was not party to that conversation, but I learned that after the fact. Um, so Daniel booked our trip and off we go. Now, the day before we left, remember that one time I got Botox again, cause we're a hotox like that. Um, I went back in for the follow-up for like the before and after. And one thing, if y'all remember that I did in the literally live in the spur of the moment, one of y'all, Whitney asked in the live video, getting Botox, do if I would do a lip flip, do I know what a lip flip is? No. Do I want 12 of them? Yes, please. So I agreed, do it. I'm like, yes, do it. Which is where Dr. Green put four shots, two on each side of my upper lip, just like above my lip, which Botox makes the muscles not work and relax. And so it's not like it fills your lips at all. It doesn't really, it's a very subtle change and it just kind of lets your lip muscles relax and lift it up. So you get a little bit more of your lips exposed on the top. At least that's what we did. Um, so I did not notice a dramatic difference, but I did notice some. And if a number of y'all sent messages following me on Instagram that said you could really tell a difference. So I did, I do feel like I was glad I did it. Um, would I have hated then fuller lips maybe? No. Okay. So that was not this, the, the day before I left. That was like the week prior. I think, I don't know. I can't remember. Y'all fact check it and let me know. <laughs> um, so when I went back in for the follow-up, having done the lip flip, Dr. Green said, you know, what do you think? And I said, well, I, I didn't know I needed it, but I kind of like that I have a little bit more lip showing, but what about filler? I've never done filler. Um, so Botox freezes the muscles so that you can't smile, like, or so you can't make particular expressions that would give you wrinkles. Then filler actually does exactly what it says. It fills. So he said, let's try some lip filler. I'm like, sold. Because I'm an easy sell. Um, now, true story. Um, like the first time I got Botox. Okay, how, and how do I say this in the nicest way? We've all seen bad work, right? We know how that looks. And I've always said to myself, like, just don't get stuff done. Like, better to just have whatever aging things happen than to look like you're fighting it and you lost the battle. Now, that said, 
the difference that the Botox has made for me has been epic. And I am so glad that I did it. And I can tell when it's wearing off and I'm starting to get like those, the ridges on my forehead and things like that. Okay. So it's kind of, you know, getting work done is hard. Let's not kid ourselves because there is that fine line between fine lines. Speaking of fine lines, um, there is a fine line between loving yourself, aging naturally, being grateful every day that you're alive. And I feel all those things. I feel like survive, having survived myself in recovery, I'm grateful that I'm still here every day. Um, and that's one of the gifts of recovery is you, I really believe that you, you, you are grateful for the grace that got you where you are. Um, and I don't know how I totally survived myself. Um, none of that is lost on me. I also don't want to seem vain and weird. Um, but at the same time, it makes me sad to have the bad wrinkles. And um, so anyway, it is it is hard. And I think it's a very personal thing. And I think you have to kind of work it out. And I I mean, I've done more going to rejuvenate here in Richmond with Dr. Green. First of all, he is really good. And I trust him. Um, so I feel less reserve about trying things. Um, but also, and y'all know this, I always feel a little bit like, well, you know what? I can try it. It's like worst case scenario, the filler feels weird and we roll on, you know, we just don't ever do it again. So, so anyway, that's good. So that's where we are. So when I went in, he was like, I really feel like, you know, I, I always say to him, like, what would you do if it were like your face? You know, I mean, I want to look like myself, but I know as you age, things happen. And one thing that happens is the fullness in your lips goes down. So he said, I, I would love to try and add just a little bit of filler to your lips, which I mean, sounds magical. I mean, it really does. So we tried that. And on Tuesday, the end of the day, Tuesday, some of y'all recall, I went in and he did the lip filler where you take, I get it. So one thing I learned about filler is filler is just what it says. It's filler. So when you inject it, it, you know, fills in and plumps things. But he said for me, he used a really soft filler. I guess there is more like a, you know, a denser that maybe you'd use for different things, or if you want it fuller, maybe I'm not sure, but he was saying that in a way to reassure me that it was going to seem very natural and not, you know, hard puffed up lips. So we did it. It hurts, but I mean, we, we know this beauty equals pain equals beauty equals pain. Um, so I did the injections and I did end up with some bruising under my bottom lip and some on my lip, nothing major. Um, and definitely some swelling, but you know, you're not, it's like swelling, initial swelling, not the same as like long term, longer term results. Okay. So I did that on Tuesday and then got on the airplane on Wednesday. Now, did it cross my mind that maybe going on this special trip and having 
the bruising and the swelling was my best idea. It kind of, did I override myself? Yep. Cause I got really curious about it <laughs> and it all just happened so fast. So we got our lips filled. Now there was some soreness, like tender, not major dealio, but enough that I felt like, you know what, I'm going to take some Advil. And it was going to be a long, uh, you know, fairly long day getting packed, getting, having, getting John all set up, getting out of town and driving to, no, flying to Charlotte. I flew to Charlotte and Emily drove to Charlotte where we stayed the night, Wednesday night, because our flight was so, so, so early Thursday morning. Um, so I took Advil. And I shared it in my stories. And then I got on an airplane and I shared it in my stories. And by the time I landed, I had 15 alert messages saying, OMG, you're not supposed to fly. OMG, don't take Advil. All the things. And I'm like, well, shoot. Okay. But I just did. <laughs> so that was all fine. And I mean, again, we're still here. We're living to tell it. And I don't think it had any lasting effect, but I would be lying if I said that I wasn't mildly concerned that I had made a bad call by accident-ish. Um, so we process all that. I take an Uber to the hotel. Emily's driving to the hotel. I get there before she is, and I'm about an hour ahead of her. Um, I called John to say that I'd gotten there and just touch base. And he kind of jokingly said, well, I hope you got your passport. To which I said, babe, I don't need a passport. It's the Bahamas. <laughs> to which he said, um, I think you need a passport. <laughs> so I tried not to panic. But I had this immediate wave of nausea. Now, have I been preparing for this trip for literally since the day Emily said we were going? I like ordered our lip floats, which was a completely ironic thing with the lip filler. That was not a planned thing unless we count my subconscious that maybe somehow knew. Um, I just thought the lip floats were cute and I thought we each needed one for the Bahamas. Um, but I... There was no stone unturned as far as packing and travel prep for all the things, everything from a birthday sash to every SPF under the sun, 14 bathing suits, all the things and no passport. Okay. I would like to take a moment in my own defense to say. When I have been to the Bahamas before, it has been by boat and you don't need your passport. At least that's how I remember it. So I really, and I think being in Florida, everybody goes so frequently. It's just in my mind, like not a big deal to get to the Bahamas. So I did not think that through. Okay. When it started to sink in, well, I, I hung up with John and I got online, um, frantically searching, Googling all the things. 
I guess when he and I hung up, he called mom because she was screenshotting things. She was Googling and searching and I'm starting to panic because Emily was probably an hour out. It's five, like a five, four to five hour drive from my house to where I was in Charlotte. John couldn't do that. Um, I called all the, like the UPS plate, like everything I could call to say how quickly could it get here. But we, we were getting up at four in the morning to leave for the Bahamas. Um, so I really seriously didn't know what to do. I did call, um, I did call the, airline and immediately she was like honey just go home <laughs> like you're you're not going to the Bahamas without a passport there is no flexing we don't care like that's it um so my mom said your dad and I are coming we're driving it's four hours just get us a hotel room in your hotel and you will stay um which for which I am ever indebted and it was, I felt like my only option. Um, so they did and they drove all the way to Charlotte and stayed in our hotel, came, knocked on the door, handed me our passport and went to bed and then drove all the way back the next morning, which I just can't. So I felt like an idiot. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And one thing that happened is after I hung up with John and I started, it started sinking in what I had done and the fact that I was maybe going to ruin Emily's trip and that Daniel had spent this money. And like, I cannot tell you how bad I felt and just how stupid I felt and making my parents drive. So I started having this feeling of, I couldn't swallow, like my throat was closing up. And my lips were swelling. So in my mind, I wasn't really registering it. I think I was feeling so panicked about dealing with like looking up online, getting a hold of the airline, trying to talk to my mom, like getting all the things before we had it all figured out. It it was what happened to me the day that Tyler drowned, this feeling that was just this overwhelming sense of anxiety. Um, it's the only other time I think I've had that happen. And one of the things was my lips started swelling. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, my throat's closing up a little bit. More importantly, my lips are swelling. I must be either A, having an allergic reaction to the stuff that's in there. B, whatever it is that Advil was supposed to do, which I think was blood thinning and wouldn't have caused what was happening to happen. There was that. Or C or three. I can't remember. Did I start with A and B or one and two? <laughs> Why do I always do that to myself? Let's say C just to mix it up. C was the an adverse reaction to being on an airplane with new lip filler. So I had another whole set of anxiety building around that. Not five minutes before Emily got there, mom finally texted back like, okay, John has your passport at the house. We're going to go get it. Dad and I are on the way. Just put this down. So I literally found that out like a minute before, like within five minutes before Emily came in the room. 
when she walks in the room. I was a mess. I mean, I just was rattled. And my lips were swelling to the point where I'm like, do I need to go to urgent care? And and if it's the airplane thing, now I'm going to get on a plane in the morning. So anyway, Emily got there. We got things calmed down, feeling like knowing mom and dad were coming. We got their hotel room. These things all started to diffuse. Also, Emily, as you all know, the day of trying to get out of town, when you're the mama, have three kids, have a husband who has more than a full-time job and, and Emily does homeschool. So she plans out all their curriculum. So it's no joke her going out of town. Um, so she was kind of frazzled and came, came in the door and she was like, I'm so glad you're frazzled because I'm frazzled. And I'm like, okay, good. Let's just be frazzled together, which promptly made neither of us feel frazzled. Also, we found that there was a Sephora and a Lush very close to our hotel and, made a beeline. Um, but, but after Emily got there and we started, I started to calm down, the swelling went down. And in the meantime, I had gotten a number of messages from y'all saying that had happened to you as a result of anxiety. Um, and so anyway, that actually in itself helped because I started feeling like, okay, it's not, I'm not having an allergic reaction. Okay. Why have I fallen in this rabbit hole shaped like overly filled lips. We'll never know. But I did just want to tell you it was a little bit of a rough start. A little bit of a rough start. I mean, mom and dad came. They brought the brought the passport. We climbed in bed and I did have this feeling of like, okay, did we get it out of our system? We're going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Um, so I feel like we sort of got back on track and I took a deep sigh of relief. And so did Emily. So the next morning we woke up at like 3.30. Of course, we laid in bed and talked. Mainly Emily talked and I hung on every word for like way too late. Um, then we got up at 3.30 and set out in the rain on our trip. Into Charlotte. We flew from Charlotte to Miami, and then in Miami, we got on a small plane, and we flew from Miami to the Bahamas. So one thing, (laughs) I forgot to do the thing where you can listen how something's pronounced, because the island, the main island with the airport that has Harbor Island just out to the east coast of it. <laughs> I think it's called Euloretha, but the only word we could ever say is urethra. So honestly, I'm I'm not going to pretend that I can pronounce it. We're just going to call it urethra and just everybody forgive me. Okay. Including the island. Um, okay. So a fairly uneventful travel day, which is my favorite. And we were really excited and like felt like we'd gotten all the crazy out of our system with the whole passport drama. So we flew from Miami to the Bahamas, got off in the Bahamas, land in this tiny airport, a single building. And basically Emily looked down and said, 
oh, look, it's a windsock. I guess that's the runway. <laughs> it's tiny. Um, so we landed, went through what was, I guess, their customs, which was not at all scary. Um, our driver from the Dunmore, the, the Dunmore has a sort of a signature color in their logo, this bright turquoise, which is basically the color of the water there. That is the, the, the pictures of there look fake and they actually don't do it justice. So this gorgeous blue. So we were supposed to look for our host guy that was going to get us to the island and be in charge of getting our luggage and helping us with transport because after you actually have to get to Harbor Island by ferry. Um, so it was definitely a day of planes, trains, and automobiles, not and golf carts and ferries. Um, and so we had a driver pick us up at the airport to take us to the ferry, the ferry to take us to Harbor Island, and then a taxi to take us from Harbor Island to the Dunmore. <laughs> um, so we get off and we're supposed to look for, for the guy in the Dunmore bright blue shirt that'll hold a sign that says the Dunmore. We can't find him. So we get our bags and we're kind of walking through and there are other people with signs saying, you know, we're respective resorts or families names or whatever. And Emily's like, where's the Dunmore guy? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't see him. So this handsome taxi driver guy, adorable and like, taxi driver hat and the whole thing. He ended up being one of our like buddies. Stay tuned. He's comes up more than <laughs> once down, down the road in the story. Um, says, are you going to the dumb work? Come on, we got you. Let's go. And of course we're like, okay, sure. We'll get in the car. Now, as we're getting in the car, we're both sort of look at each other. Like, why does the taxi not like, why does the car not say Dunmore? Why is his shirt not say Dunmore? But also let's just get in because he seems to really think we're supposed to be there and we don't know what else to do. But we kept kind of looking at each other like, okay. Um, so we get whisked from there to, oh, um, halfway from the airport to the ferry, our driver stops the car and is like, he sees our guy that was supposed to meet us in the turquoise shirt and picks him up. And they're sort of talking amongst themselves and we get to the ferry and they kind of get us on the ferry and explain that. Um, sorry, I needed a sip of water and explain that like an hour before we landed, a guest on Harbor Island was snorkeling somewhere they kind of weren't supposed to, and a boat had hit him, amputated his leg, and he didn't survive. Now, that was kind of shocking because I think it had literally just happened. And it was shocking at the time we heard it, but even more shocking now, knowing how small that island is that that was probably a really kind of riveting thing for them. Um, so the, the um, guy that came to get us, I'm drawing a blank on what that's called. 
explained all that, that he wasn't there. That was why, because they needed extra drivers to get help or I don't know what, but anyway, it was a lot. Um, and it had just happened. So anyway, we, so they came and got us, we taxied across the water, then got in the next taxi and got to the Dunmore. So, um, the Dunmore is, was, it was built in the 1960s and the best way to probably describe it is sort of like resort glam, but it's this understated coastal, listen, y'all have heard me, you know, I love a theme, but the whole nautical beach theme and home decor is a lot. And there are things that I've seen that I cannot unsee. And um, I would say more often than not, coastal and beach properties must feel violated and abused. However, in the case of the Dunmore, they nailed it. It is like resort beach chic and it is beautifully done and it is understated and breezy and magical again like I wanted to see it in person like is it really that gorgeous okay so it sort of feels like the 1960s there like you feel like Cole Porter is playing music and I mean it's like another decade it really kind of feels like a little time capsule it's a 10 acre property um Of course, like the the property is cleared for the buildings and the pool and some, you know, lawn for that. But there's a lot still of like the overgrown, beautiful jungle type growth vegetation. And so the little pathways are arched under, you know, all kinds of beautiful tropical greens. And it just feels very lush and beautiful Um, and kind of tucked away because of all that. So what was I going to say? Oh, the other thing about it is it's not like a hotel. There is the main clubhouse that was, I think originally the Dunmore was like an invite only kind of resort club type thing. Um, and then where you, the housing is are actually like little outhouse cottages. There are some permanent residents at the Dunmore. Um, and, and like private residences, but mostly this, what you rent are these little cottages. And the, our cottage was, uh, almost like a, I'm for lack of a better word, a duplex, but it was one little cottage that had, you know, doors between that you could rent both, but we didn't need both. So we had our own little cottage kind of tucked away. You go down little paths to your place. Um, and we had our own little deck and you felt very private and isolated in our little space, um, which was really fun. So we got checked in. It was gorgeous. It was a beautiful day the day we traveled. Um, Our room was lovely. Everything was fabulous. We got a golf cart because um, actually I think Daniel and Emily sort of thought that we might even need a golf cart like to get from our cottage to the pool and the beach. Cause on the map, it looks farther than it is. It's pretty concentrated. And we walked everywhere once you're on there, once you're at the resort, but 
we had a golf cart because we had dinner reservations at different restaurants and resorts during the evening. There's a lovely restaurant at the Dunmore, but we wanted to try some other things too. And Emily had um, handled all that ahead of time with concierge. So we were glad to have the golf cart to go do that. Now, I if you've ever listened to a podcast episode, you've probably at some point heard us reference golf carts and my gift at driving them with passion. <laughs> um, so we spent a lot of childhood riding on, sort of almost flipping, breaking axles, donutting, joyriding, and the golf cart. So we love a golf cart. Now, literally on the day we traveled, our we had an episode of the podcast Go Live where I was telling a story of the one time that Emily fell off the golf cart. I got mad at her for falling off and then ran over her after Koi Beth fell off. So that is the same day that we checked in and got our golf cart key. And Emily was, she doesn't like to drive. So she's like, okay, you drive. And I'm like, okay, but are you sure? So anyway, I, I love to drive. So I'm like, yay. The thing that they failed to tell us two things. One thing some of the golf carts backfire. Okay. Why would be my next question. That's a whole other thing. Um, the other, you know, minor detail is that the traffic goes in the opposite direction of the United States. So I started out on the wrong side of the road and was really upset at the people who didn't know how to drive. That was probably the funniest part. Now, here's the thing. When you're on, I mean, the Dunmore property is not that big. And immediately when you get off the Dunmore property, you're in parts of sort of like the town. And some of it is kind of feels a little bit like maybe we shouldn't be there after dark. And because we were just just us and feeling maybe a little bit vulnerable about getting around and all that, um, <laughs> Emily was already a little bit like, okay, we don't even know where we're going. It's getting dark. This is also after I've driven on the wrong side of the road. Um, the backfiring starts and I am convinced we're being shot at. Okay. Um, this was not me trying to be funny or dramatize. When I would speed up, it was like somebody was shooting at us, <laughs> which only added to our... <laughs> our nerves. <laughs> okay, so the first night we get settled in, we get we get dressed for dinner, we're going to find the Pink Sands Resort, which is another lovely resort on the island that has this beautiful restaurant. Um so Emily and I set out, we can't get good map map reception or whatever on our phones. It keeps like searching for us. We all we've all been there. Been there done that. Um also, now, the island is three miles long. That's it. Three miles long and a half a mile wide. Okay? So, <laughs> it's actually difficult to get lost on this island, I'm pretty sure. Um, however, when we've never been there and people are shooting at us and driving on the wrong side of the road, it's a lot of pressure. So we had hardly left the Dunmore when Emily's like, 
turn around. We have got to turn around. We're like going down these dark streets, completely confused. Our GPS can't find us. We come all the way back to the Dunmore, which is half a block. We're like, ah, that was scary. Get us back on the property. So the security guard, we're like, hi, we know we just left, but we're lost. Now, it turns out even when you, when we did finally get a signal, if you GPS to the restaurant, it recommended that you walk there. Okay. If that gives you an idea of the proximity. <laughs> so we come back and the security guard's like, actually just go down this path and it's a shortcut. And if you just count to five, you'll be in their parking lot. Sure. Okay. No problem. But it's like this off-road path and then it spits us out in another part of the island that we don't know. So anyway, everything felt very sort of overwhelming and a little bit nerve-wracking. Oh, and we had to go past the cemetery. So he's like, turn, you know, take the path, take a right, get past the big cemetery. Um, and then you'll see the thing, the the resort. And we're like, okay. So it was just all overly dramatic and kind of fun. And occasionally we'd still get shot at, sort of, when I sped up. Also, can somebody just tell me why? What is that backfiring? I feel like, what is that? I don't know. I don't like it. Okay. So, oh, as an aside, the cemetery is pink. Like the walls all the way around the cemetery are pink. The church is pink. The beach is pink. The reason the sands are pink is because Harbor Island is close to this beautiful coral reefs. And when you look close at the sand, it's sand, like a white sand, mixed in with pieces of the coral that have broken off. And so, and, you know, when it's mixed together and you look down the beach, it looks like the softest pink. Sometimes it looks darker pink than others. And I will say that's the one thing in the pictures that bumped me out because it doesn't, it doesn't convey as pink as it looks when you're there. Um, but it also kind of changes with the light. But anyway, so that's why, that's why the pink. So the other thing that I love about Harbor Island and was dying to see, which we couldn't see that night because it was dark, um, is the fact that it has a ton of Georgian architecture, which makes me want to be a better person. It's my favorite kind. Um, but also like the homes are all painted in, in shops. All the buildings are painted in pastel colors, like the hospital is like hot pink. <laughs> the church is a light pink. The library is green. And, uh, and a ton of the houses are just like really bright. Like when you go to the paint store and you see paint samples and you're like, who would, who even uses that color? And on what, what, like why the entire house would be painted that color. And then the shutters would be like some other brilliant color, but it was, it's just like eye candy. Um, so, you know, I eat all that up. So that was the other thing that I really wanted to see. And actually, um, Harbor Island was originally the capital of the Bahamas when it all started out. I think now it's Nassau. I hope that's right. Or Freeport. It's probably, I think it's, I'm sure it's Nassau. Um, but it was the original capital. Okay. So, I mean, it's got my name all over it. Georgian architecture, pink sand beaches, resort glam, 
seafood, fishing, it's all the things. Snorkeling, clear, sparkly blue water. And it delivered. Okay. One thing Emily and I (laughs) learned quickly about ourselves. I already knew this. I already knew this. One thing, and I've told y'all, John goes to bed earlier and earlier. So we, I fix him dinner earlier and earlier. Um, which means then I end up going to bed earlier, which is all a good thing. These are all not bad things, except that I'm like an old lady now, kind of overnight. Um, I get up early, but then my expiration happens sooner. <laughs> and the other thing about like the cottage there was so lovely and well-appointed. And it had this big, beautiful bathroom with this most amazing soaking tub. Like that is the tub that I want in my life. It is so, so lovely. And Emily and I both love baths. So like we were excited to get back and like take baths and get our jammies on and hang because, you know, that's the extent of my nightlife. And thankfully, Emily is, is good with that. I mean, she's really good with that. Um, and so we generally would go wanted to eat earlier and most of the restaurants don't even take reservations. I mean, we, we ended up doing reservations at like six 30 and all, but usually if you call like that, they really mainly were taking reservations for like seven 30 or eight. Okay. Wait, that's too late. So Emily and I are like, um, do you have anything for six o'clock? So the first night we went to this pink sands resort and our reservations were for, I think for six 30. So we got there, we left a little bit early. Partly we didn't know that you could have walked there from our hotel we got there early. We, you know, looked around, kind of explored a little bit and then got to the restaurant. The, the entire trip, February is not a busy month there. And so I think maybe it's like their slowest month. So we felt the whole time a little bit like, are we the only people on this island? And I don't know why. I guess it's just an off month. But um, so we got to this beautiful restaurant. Well, partly we realized, too, we're old ladies and go early. So we go and we're like, well, we'll just get like a Diet Coke and sit at the bar or whatever. Now, let me also say, we're starting to get tired. Like we're on bar time now because we've been up since 3.30. Both of us were kind of tired getting out of town and getting there. We'd stayed up to like midnight the night before. Um, <laughs> so Emily starts to fade. And it's not my first radio with Emily. So I start to recognize this kind of glazed look. Like we were great. We were like, great, great. We get there early and they're like, well, we're actually not even open yet. So we're like, okay, (laughs) well, can we just sit at the bar? They're like, sure. So we just sit at the bar and have the room all to ourselves. They don't even open till 630. So finally 630 comes and they seat us and there's like one other couple in there. Of course, by the time we left, the restaurant was filling up and lovely and they had live music and that's when normal people go. Um, so while we're sitting at the bar from like 6.15 to 6.30, I just see like the light going out in Emily's eyes. <laughs> like I'm losing her and I'm trying to be entertaining and we got our Diet Coke and I'm trying to be chatty Kathy, but I'm like, she is dying a thousand deaths. And I'm 
partly too, she and I both have some anxiety stuff and the traveling was, it's a lot. Like it was a long day. Um, and I think she was just, we were kind of like just sort of coming down and relaxing too. <laughs> she gets just totally glazed over. So they seat us and we're not there for five minutes. And I'm like, are you, are you ready to go? And she was like, I can't hold my head up. I mean, we both were a little bit comatose, but anyway, it was, it was an amazing dinner and we, we had fun and we laughed about Emily's state at that dinner, like the whole rest of the trip. <laughs> Cause I'm like, remember that time that I lost you when your body was physically sitting at the table, but you were no longer with us. <laughs> um, anyway, so we left and naturally I got lost on the golf cart again, just trying to get off the property. Then for some reason, I turned into my 11th grade self and turned the golf cart into the cemetery, which I wasn't even a little bit scared about until we got in there and there was an open grave. And for some reason, I just was like, abort mission, abort mission. And then I couldn't turn around. So we pretty much... (laughs) backed out with people shooting at us and me having a meltdown and Emily glazed over, like trying not to rip up graves. It was a lot. Um, But anyway, overall, then we like nailed getting back home, got back to our room, settled in, crashed, and had a great night's sleep. The next day we woke up. It was raining. It was rainy. Um, we saw, I, I saw, you know, I love a sunrise. I'm all about the sun coming up and the sun coming down sunsets and no regrets. So I got up early, got pictures of the sunrise, had coffee. We went on the beach. Emily and I both love the beach. I could live on the beach. Um, likes like be on the beach a little bit, but would probably rather camp, like kind of set up camp at the pool. However, The beach is so nice at the Dunmore. And we started on the beach and we were both like, we don't want to go to the pool because the beach. So Emily felt about herself like she loved the beach more than she's ever loved the beach while we were there. Um, Also, while we were on the beach, I started getting messages. I had heard of a restaurant called Sip Sip. I think I read somewhere that we should go there for lunch. But also, so many of y'all started sending me messages like, go to Sip Sip, get the lobster quesadillas. My good friend Carrie that I grew up with, um, she actually caused a lot of trouble because she's the one that told us about the custom purses. And we went every day except for one day when we went twice. True story. Um, so, and my friend Jared, my, my, and my client Lynn texted me. I had totally forgotten this, that her I think it's like her brother's sister owns Sip Sip. And so she's like, you've got to go. So we went and had lobster quesadillas and it's sort of a life-changing experience. And I'm not even kidding. Um, also, it's just a fun, one of the little bright colored buildings up overlooking the water. It's just, it's so good. Um, so we did do that and also had to get, fortified so that we could go find this little shop with this schema. Well, we didn't know about schema until we got to the shop, but A&A hidden treasures. And my friend Gary was like, you got to go and get a monogrammed straw tote. So we're like, um, that's an emergency. 
Now, we're getting braver and venturing out. And so we set out and found it on the first try and met Kima and her little stand of all their handmade sawgrass bags to which they will customize tram and add monograms. Okay. Our first trip, we showed, I personally think, a fair amount of restraint. Ordered what, like, probably a normal people would get. It was magical. We went ahead and paid. We agreed we'd come back the morning we're leaving. Um, by the time we were halfway back to the hotel, we both already have in our mind um, all the things else that we needed to order. Like gifts. Do we need a big tote? I started getting texts and messages from friends and family saying, wait, can you order this? Can you do that? One thing is the shipping. And they like Kima said to us straight away, like, if you can figure out what you want while you're here and take it back, the shipping costs as much as the purses. Um, so they are, that was some of the urgency. I'm just trying to justify why we bought so many. But I literally, we checked off every box of our favorite people between now and Christmas um, while we were there because we did keep going back. Wait, I think I might have just said that that day was rainy, but it wasn't. It was beautiful that day. Um, oh, I didn't because I said we went to the beach. Now, that night, the weather sort of started setting in. And by setting in, I mean it was windy-ish. And their forecast was to be overcast and kind of rainy on Saturday. And it was right. It was sort of rainy and windy on Saturday. It wasn't a bad thing because it got us out of the sun. And we had gotten a fair amount the day before. And we ended up like, okay, we're going to go explore. Uh, you know, I love to take pictures. So I wanted to go around the island and find just fun things to take photographs and maybe see some cute shops and whatever. So we went winding around the roads finding all these wonderful shops. Um, and they have the most, their, um, the art gallery is outstanding. I don't know why I, I, they had a sign about taking pictures. So I didn't post about that art gallery. Um, just cause I didn't, I didn't have the energy to kind of ask and chase all that information down, but the art gallery there is amazing. Um, the shops, are really, I mean, there are a couple kind of more touristy shops, but there are a number of dress shops that are really like beautiful, boutique, high-end, like lines I've never seen, which you know I love that. So Emily and I had fun kind of shopping and like great shoes and jewelry and all that. And um, and just even like the shops themselves were beautiful. So we had fun shopping some, did the art gallery, found the grocery store, <laughs> the Piggly Wiggly each word with only one G. So I guess the pidgly widgly, I, I just don't know. Um, got a good look at all the architecture. And um, so we really actually ended up having a fun day. And it was on that day that we felt like, okay, we, <laughs> first of all, this island is only half of a mile wide. So I think we got this. And by the end of that day, we would see new people in the hotel getting lost or going on the wrong side of the road. And we're like, really? It's you're on the wrong side of the road. Okay. Do you not know the shortcut to the pink sands? Cause you just go behind the cemetery. Okay. God. 
<laughs> By the time we left the island, we both had considered running for mayor because we'd been there so long and know everybody. Okay. Sunday arrives. That's the day we're leaving. The winds were legit. It felt very overcast. We had had an amazing trip, but I will say in my heart, I felt sad to leave. I wasn't ready to leave Emily. Um, I feel like there was still stuff we wanted had wanted to do on Harbor Island. And I mean, we had had a great time and we were good, but it was like, oh, I wish we'd gotten to do this, that, and the other in the back of my mind. <laughs> but don't you worry. So we launch out. We take the taxi from the Dunmore to the ferry. We get on the ferry. We go across to the other side. They pick us up on the other side. We get our luggage. We get to the airport. Still getting windier. Our flight was still on time at that point. I think on the way, I think on the way, it was maybe delayed like 20 minutes, which no big deal, whatever. Um, by the time we got to the airport, there was another delay and the winds were picking up. And in my mind, I'm thinking they're pretty strong. Like they're small planes that fly to the island. So I'm like, those aren't that big of planes. Um, but they are big winds. But, you know, what do I know? It wasn't even something like Emily and I were talking about. It was more like something I noticed. So we get there, get settled. They get us through. We go through security, customs, all the things, check the bags, go outside to board the plane because that's how you do it. And there's no plane there. So we're sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting and finally get like Emily got the text notifications most updated on her phone. We get a text that it's been delayed again for an hour. And then pretty soon after that, it said the flight is canceled, period. That's it. Just flight canceled, not delayed, not rescheduled. It was kind of like, okay, bye. So we sort of didn't know what to do. And the thing is, is I had three flights. Emily had two, but that meant we had a flight from Miami to Charlotte and then I had a Charlotte to Richmond. So they say, you can go to the front of the building and get your luggage. And I was like, Emily, let's just get our luggage. I just feel like if we could at least get our luggage and then we can get a game plan. Um, so we go get our bags and we're walking out there and we were the first ones to walk out there. The taxi driver was out there and he was like, what are you girls doing? And we said, our flight got canceled. He goes, I'm getting your bags, get in the car. We're going back to the Dunmore. And of course I'm like, wait, I really love the Dunmore. I feel like I belong at the Dunmore. And he's like, I'm calling Rashida. We're going, we're going back to the Dunmore. So we're like, okay, really? Well, one thing I can tell you is even in that amount of time, the winds were picking up more. And like I said to Emily, if they have canceled the flight now, they're not going to reschedule this flight for eight o'clock tonight. The winds are picking up. We're not getting out tonight. I mean, I didn't really know, but like, just like, I, that seemed pretty clear to me. Also, we didn't know anything about <laughs> the urethra. <laughs> I can't remember what to call it. I never actually knew it. Right. I only heard it once. Right. And it seemed weird. So, um, so the urethra Island, we had no idea where hotels were. Um, it was our understanding that everything was booked and American airlines had no answers for anything. So we were like, you know what? Let's go back. The, the weather's coming in. 
let's go back to the hotel. We'll get a game plan. And we and Emily called the hotel and Rashida, the, the concierge, answered the phone. And she goes, are y'all coming home? And we're like, yes, we're coming home. And she's like, okay, we're getting your room ready. Don't you worry. Get back here and get safe. So kind of felt, the whole thing felt mildly surreal. So we grab our bags, get in the taxi, take the taxi to the water ferry, get on the water ferry. And it's a very different experience on the water ferry when the winds are over 30 miles an hour. We were, I mean, it was a lot, like hitting the water, smacking the water, bouncing across. (laughs) At one point, Again, at this point, Emily and I think we own the island. And we're like, oh, we we're, we do the water taxi all the time. No big deal. And there was a woman that was from there sitting next to Emily. It was like screaming and holding on to Emily. So Emily's like, okay, see, we could run for mayor. I'm like, we really kind of good. Um, so we get back. They send a cab for us at the ferry and get us to the Dunmore. By then, the winds are really picking up. I don't think there was really rain, but the winds were crazy. Um, we found out later that was like the last what one of the if not the last like one of the last water taxis they let over. Um, so we got back to the Dunmore and they had rooms available. So we thought, okay, well at least stay tonight. And I get on the phone with American Airlines to figure out what to do. And one of my concerns was Daniel had booked our flights together to and from Charlotte. Then I bought my own ticket separately from Charlotte to Richmond and back. Um, So I was concerned that I was going to lose that flight and have to buy a brand new ticket and now pay for this hotel an extra night. So I called American Airlines and they were like, you know what? We'll just move you and get you guys out. We'll move all three of your flights and just to Wednesday, the next flight going out. So I'm like, oh, yay, that's in no charge, like no problem. So I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, But then like as we're wrapping up the phone conversation, I look at Emily and I'm like, Wednesday, that's not tomorrow. So it's an extra day. And I said, wait, that he was like the flight, the other flight is full. There's tomorrow's, he said, tomorrow's flight is full. The next available option for you is Wednesday for us to fly you out. Otherwise, you're, I mean, that's the only thing. So I'm like, okay, well, let's just do it. Book it to Wednesday, same time, everything, just fast forward however many days. So we're like, oh my gosh, okay, let's go back down to the concierge and just touch base and report all this and see if that means we need to stay an extra night and see if we can get the room and whatever. So we go down there and the guy is at the desk and I'm like, okay, so we actually can't get out until Wednesday. So we need another night. So he was like two nights, three nights. And I was like, no, no, two nights, two nights tonight and the next night. And he was like, okay. And then to check out on Wednesday. And I'm like, yeah, right. Two nights. And he's like, okay, but it's Sunday. And I'm like, I know. And I look at Emily and I'm like, wait, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we need three more nights. We cannot get out. Like it it all happened so fast. It was like, I hadn't even processed it. And Emily and I died every time we talked about it. Cause I kept just standing there being like, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's not right. We just need two nights. And he's like, that is three nights. 
And we're like, oh my gosh. So we both call hubbies and are explaining it. But we really felt like the the people we found out later, the people that did get out paid for chartered flights out, which first of all, I don't even know how much that would cost. Second of all, I've never done that and don't know how to do it. Third, I don't really want to fly. If American Airlines feels like it's too windy that they literally cancel the flights, I'm not dying to get up there. So we're good. We'll wait till the winds pass. That day was pretty stressful. And like we got back to the hotel and we were both, it was like a roller coaster ride because we were both up and down between like, okay, but I have like work appointments. Jane and I've got to record. She's about to go to town. Of course, I mean, that my stuff was small compared to Emily's who has three kids. Daniel needs to get to work. They, they're in a musical that's coming up. So she already felt crazy leaving. It's like exam week. Um, so we're both just like, wait, it, I mean, we were really genuine, gen, genuinely the dinner that night. We just kept like looking at each other, like, wait, wait, what? But at the same time, on the flip side, like the next minute we'd be like, are we really, or did we just double our vacation? Like poor Daniel was like, you can have a week or you can go to the Dunmore for three days. And we're like, actually would like a week at the Dunmore. <laughs> so we're going to figure that out. And I guess we did by accident on purpose. So anyway, that's how it all happened. And if I hadn't watched it with my own eyes unfold, I would not believe it. But we ended up having exact, like the same amount of time basically duplicated. So like we talk, kept talking about it, like the first vacation and the second vacation, because basically we got like a refresh button and started over. And I will say it was great because the weather was amazing. Um, the first day was still pretty windy, but like we got a whole other day at the beach and pool. Um, there were still some things we'd wanted to see on the island, which we got to do. There were a couple restaurants that were really supposed to be great that we got to try. Um, and I think once we kind of came to terms with it, we ended up really enjoying it. And we're like, okay, we're stuck in paradise. Like, what else can we do? We might as well and just relax and go back rested, you know. Um, but I will say, I don't think I realized how much I needed the time with Emily till I got it. Um, and I also... We both like slept really well and just, I oftentimes hope to go on vacation and say to myself, don't overdo it. Come home rested. Like don't come back frazzled. And we were really tried to just be restful. Um, and I think we both really came back feeling restful. And yesterday morning we flew back, we were leaving the resort. And I said to Emily, you know, when we left the other day, I felt sad. I felt like I hadn't had enough time with you. I felt like I wish we'd gotten the sun a little bit more. Um, but by the day we left, we were both like, okay, we're ready to go home. Like we miss our people. We're kind of tired. Like, I mean, not, not tired, but just like, well, we were out of clean underwear that, and, and I had run out of my prescriptions, which is legitimately dancing with the devil. Um, so it was actually great. And we um, ended up, I had 
run out of time, like to do our lip floats, which became even funnier since my lips got filled from the time that I ordered those and they arrived. Then we had them help us blow, they blew them up at the hotel and the red one was great long enough for the picture, but then the bottom lip deflated and the pink one never held the air in the bottom lip. So that was actually kind of fun, <laughs> fun and funny. Um, of course, every day we went back and ordered more purses because every night we get in bed and be like, you know who else could use one for Christmas? <laughs> we'd be like, hi, Kima. They literally ran out of purses. And we'd be like, okay, tell us, tell us when you've got more. Tell us when you've got more. Um, so other than the fact that the airport lost my bag in Charlotte and the fact that it got stranded for three days and the fact that I left my passport, it was fairly uneventful. <laughs> Emily's suitcase did bust open on the way home, like the zipper fully separated, um, but we got it put back together and we had a pep talk with her. Like, listen, you just got to get us home. We won't put you under this kind of pressure again until the next time. Um, and honestly, it was fine till I lost my pink suitcase. And what had happened with the pink suitcase, since we didn't bring back the lips, we decided we would leave, leave the deflated, deflated lips with the Dunmore. And I had taken Emily's birthday present. So I had a lot of room left over in my suitcase. So I put in that suitcase, all the purses and that's the suitcase that did not show up. And we'll never really know because they kept saying it was scanned and at this airport and I'm here to tell you it wasn't there, but they did find it by the time I landed in Richmond and it is now here. And I have checked and done a tote bag roll call and they're all here. So all is right with the world. That wraps it up. It was a great trip. I highly recommend the Dunmore. I highly recommend the Bahamas. And I highly recommend if you can ever get to Harbor Island, you must. It is a pink sand paradise. And I will truly say I felt at home there. I felt a little bit like I left a piece of my heart there, not to over-dramatize. Um, but I also feel like a little piece of Harbor Island belongs to us now. And I know that's not my last trip. Like, I'll, I will be back. Um, and I think Emily feels the same way. We just, the whole time we were there, we kept saying, I want to bring Sarah. I want to bring, you know, Skylar. I want to bring ma our moms and the sisters. And um, so anyway, we ended up really feeling that magical about it. That's all I got. <sighs> Podcasting isn't the same without Janie Poo. But life happens and chic happens. And this week when chic happens, just remember, we got this.